previously on the Dave and Steve show. Yeah, and the locker room is filled with the scent of their sort of like ball air. <laughs> Eucalyptus ball air. Yeah. Full display, I'm drying off my balls. What's wrong with you? Just blowing their bally air all over yeah. the <laughs> And I hear... I have um I have had beverages in the shower before. Sure. If I'm really if I'm really thirsty and and just yeah, because where are you going to get water in a shower? Tell me how you could enjoy your sandwich dry while enjoying your sandwich wet. Even my stupid kids, and you know how stupid they are. You guys know. I will say this though: get ready to have your boots shaken right off your goddamn feet. Okay. Wow. I took a bath, and I ate dinner while taking the bath. Of course, people can make the case. Well, there's a toilet in there, so there's fecal matter probably swirling in the air. You probably th that's neither here nor there. I have done that for 20 years. I have had that Beth song conversation. And you know what I'm not coming home with? The sound. <laughs> I made the comment that most of the people who go to that gym are dicks. And then I made a separate observation that you could determine right. the rich person in a lineup of nude people. But I did not for a moment. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's a complicated Venn diagram. <laughs> Wendy and I have that need because Wendy's going back with me with her uh, with her leg, and it's easier to get in and out with the. Well, ladder. I hope she goes back with both of her legs. That I'm like, you're not. That's you're not carnival personnel. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Going there. Um, no one's allowed in the Doniker. You're in water. Your balls are in that same water. Your butthole's in that same water, and you're eating in that same water. So I'm gonna take this lane because I can't get my hair wet. I contend, and I've never conducted this study because it'd be weird as shit, but I contend. So this is just another example of where you've improved uh, the quality of my life. It, yeah. That's so what I we're do. up to like three now. So Just you're telling that, me right uh, now that you would rinse off your balls and then lick them immediately? Are you okay with that? You'd lick your butthole if you had just rinsed it off in a shower? If I rinsed it? Okay. I can't reach. I think I would rinse off as much I've as tried. a burrito. <laughs> I can't reach. Welcome to the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave. Sitting right alongside me, Amir, 27 miles away, is Steve. In color. And from parts unknown. The lovely and buxom Tracy. That was probably one of the longest conversations about private parts and food in water that on uh, on, in, on record, probably. Often uh, running on the Dave and Steve show. If you have a question or a comment for the show, email us at thedaveandsteveshow at gmail.com. We will read it on the air. Unless you tell us not to read it on the air, and then we will absolutely read it on the air 100% for sure. Absolutely, that's that's yes. the way that works. <laughs> Uh, so the, uh, I've got, I've got, I wanted to start tonight just talking a little bit about the upcoming weeks. So first of all, and I always say this when I'm about to leave and go out of town, uh, if you guys dislike me and I'm your least favorite part of the show, you get two full weeks of no Dave. It's going to be mm -hmm. two full weeks of just Steve and Tracy, and they have promised massive surprises, things you've never heard on the show before, brand new content. Big name celebrity guests, uh, games with real money prizes. Did I, am I getting this right? Sweeping changes, Dave. Sweeping changes. Yeah, that's what yes. I was told. Right. And so make sure you tune in for those. But I did also want to touch on the fact that I am traveling, and this is the first time. I'm not. I don't want to go into too many details about companies or anything like that. But I will say this is the first time I've traveled, as you guys know, for years and years and years as part of my work. This is the first time that I have been asked to not wear anything with my company's logo on it when I'm traveling overseas. Mm -hmm. uh, I have been asked to sort of play it super chill and cool. Uh, not that, you know, I'm normally gallivanting around the streets, like shattering windows and throwing pipe bombs everywhere but i've been asked to we've all i shouldn't say just me that makes it sound like i'm the problem child we've all been asked to just take it nice and easy get there get the just shit for, done just for a little while don't be the ugly american right That's, right yes. play it cool and get home uh as safely as possible and so it's weird because i wouldn't say that i'm nervous but i wouldn't say i'm not nervous i wasn't nervous at all until we got this 
this until week. they told you not to do common shit. Yeah, exactly. That's basically <laughs> it. I mean, and now I'm now I'm wondering like, man. And the other thing I will say is this, and this is what I realized. This company that I've worked for, I've worked for this company for 20 years. This company that I have worked for, I have worked for this company. Why why would I say it like that? But I've worked for this company for 20 years and I've gotten a lot of swag over the years. It's just common. You work at a place long enough, you're going to get shirts, you're going to get coats. You're gonna... So this this memo comes out basically saying, don't wear anything with the company logo on it. And it's at this point, I'm going to a cold climate. It's at this point, I realize I don't have a coat in my closet that does not have my company's I name on it. I have good news for you because I happen to know of an $80 suit that you can wear. <laughs> not can warm. All the way it there. is yep. not warm. So I've got well, to we wear two of them. I mean, what's the problem? I got to figure out what I'm going to wear. I And I'm not exaggerating at all. Like I've got sweat jackets and a few other things that don't necessarily have the logo on it. But when it comes to like winter climate type of coats, I don't because I get enough of them and a coat will last. I'm not the type of person to just like wear a coat for a season and then need a new coat. I'll wear the same coat for, well, obviously 20 years. So I've got a closet full of coats that that's all I'll ever need. And yet I have to now try and figure out, am I going to go out and buy another coat? Like, what the hell am just I going to do? Costco. Just go to Costco and get whatever double-lined yeah. coat they have because it's going to be fine. And and it'll it'll be your... It'll be your, you know, work coat when you get back or whatever. Well, when money's no object there, Daddy Warbucks, that's not a big deal. But I'm on a budget, okay? It's Costco. <laughs> we are. Instead of instead of buying that case of microwave popcorn, yeah, buy, right. uh, buy the coat. We are going, we are, in all seriousness, we're going to, we're making a Costco run tomorrow. I got to get my family stocked up before I head out of town, so... Maybe I'll pick up a coat, Steve. That's their that's coats great advice. are quality. They're, they're quality coats. I have a couple of them, and they're they've they've served me very well. I say just wear the company logos. It's the I don't think there's anything to worry about. I imagine they 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 sent out the memo, and then um, as you're reading the memo, a box arrives on your desk, and yeah, it, it is. And uh, here is your uh, here is your identity, and your new passport. Yeah. Um, and your uh, Canadian uh, flag um, <laughs> embroidery kit yeah. for you to put it on, the, put on the side of your, on the side of your new coat that right. you're going to have to wear, or just put the, just embroider the Canadian flag over the top of, of the uh, logo. And uh, you oh. should be, you should be golden. There, there is so much grace you get for being Canadian uh overseas because yeah. you, like you go to france and then your your french is bad so you just say i'm can i'm canadian and then they're like yeah well you're not very smart so i'll speak uh speak english then yeah it, you're you're absolutely i mean i i went to annecy france which is a place that has a big like yearly animation festival once and that's exactly what it was i mean it, i it, very early on by another american i was giving the advice hey if you need if, if you're not getting what you need out of a French person and they're just not wanting to give you the time of day because you're speaking English, just say you're Canadian and they will warm up to you and sure as shit, like you, you, their demeanor changed completely if you said, I'm from Canada. It was like, oh, okay, all right, well, here's what you need to do. And suddenly they could speak perfect English and, yeah, and get you yeah, what you need. We're in Canada. That was, speaking of scary. Saskatoon. Yeah. Canada. Spe speaking of scary. <laughs> moments and traveling in Annecy. And I'm curious, you guys think about if you've ever hit any scary moments while traveling and I'll explain mine first. <clears throat> I was there by myself. I went on the company dime for this animation festival. Cause at the time I was an animator and I was, it was broad daylight, middle of the day. And I was walking down this. I thought, you know what? I know. Cause this was like day three or four of the festival. I was like, I know how to get where I'm going. The main streets are super busy and it's all people traffic. There's not cars, but there it's busy because it's a festival. So there's just tons and tons of people. So I said, you know, I'm just going to take this little side jaunt and get to where I need to go quicker and not have to cut through all the people. So I take this little side jaunt. And as I'm walking down this completely empty, I mean, I guess alley, I guess it was an alley. But as I'm walking down this alley, there's two guys and one of them's just sitting on this little fountain thing. And the other one's leaned against the wall. 
and the one leaned against the wall walks up and he's got just a big smile on his face and he says something in French. He did seem very friendly. And I said, uh, I'm sorry, I don't speak French. Uh, and he said, oh, you're American. And I said, yeah, I, I am, yeah. And he was like, oh, that's, uh, so which hotel are you staying at? And as he's just asking me these, even, even, I was young and stupid, but even then, it's that thing where your radar is going off. Like something is not right about this situation. And as I'm talking to him, in my peripheral view, I see the guy who was on the fountain stand up and start to slowly walk behind me. So now I've effectively got one in front and one behind while I'm standing in this very narrow alley. And so the guy's like, you know, yeah, uh, do where are you walking to right now? He's like, ask. And he's still got this big grin on his face. And it was one of those, it could have been completely harmless. I don't know. But I just said, I'm sorry, I'm really late for something and literally pushed past him and then almost sprinted i was i was walking so fast i might as well have been sprinting never looked behind me but just got back to the main thoroughfare as quickly as possible with all the people and it was one of those things of just like again the neck hair stood up and and i was like something i think i just escaped something that yeah. could have been potentially bad you were almost parkour <laughs> yes i um, almost tried to ju jump through your narrow openings that's right uh, but have you guys ever had anything traveling abroad, anything like that? Any kind of scary moments? Oh, I, think the, I think the scariest moment I had was also in France. And so I had taken, uh, I was taking uh, the uh, train to uh, Disney Europe. Mm. And so the reason I was doing that is because I, I did, didn't really enjoy Paris that much. And so I thought... Uh, what I could use is a dose of uh, Disneyland and I had never been to Disneyland before. So I'm like in my late twenties and my first Disney experience is in, you know, just outside of Paris. And so um, I had got on there and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I grew up in the country like you guys, and I'm not really accustomed to like trains. And so they're yeah. announcing the stops. I'm looking at the maps. The maps are not in English and I can kind of tell about where we're going by the stops but the announcer stops like first they're in english german and french and then they're in french and german and then they're just in french the last like three stops sure. are in french <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden so i'm sitting on there my car had been empty a while then the train stops it parks it shuts off and the guy goes on like lunch break and i missed <laughs> like all the stops so i figured you know it was about a quarter mile back up the tracks to uh, to the stop for Disneyland. So I hit the emergency button and get out of the train and start walking up the tracks. Uh, not a very safe thing to do really, but what are you going to do? I didn't yeah. want to sit stranded in, I didn't even know really where I was. And so I, and I'm kind of mad because I missed the stop because the announcer had stopped. The conductor had stopped announcing the stops. So I'm walking and I'm walked about more, you know, uh, one or 200 feet. And then this guy's shouting behind me and he's shouting in French. And so I'm like, I yell back, Hey, you know, and he, he says, uh, I'm, I'm Canadian. Not... I'm Canadian. How are you? <laughs> he says, it's not safe to walk on the tracks. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. I didn't want to walk on the tracks. <laughs> and he's like, why didn't you get off? on the stops. And I said, because the conductor stopped announcing them in the languages that he was announcing them the whole time. And I say it and I'm obviously very angry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is where I learned that he's the conductor. So I've now insulted the, I mean, he, yeah, this is, this is terrible. Like here I am, I struggle with several languages, including English, and he struggles with three and now is going to apologize for it <laughs> and i'm the jerk right so so i'm like okay the only guy that can help me i just pissed off and so uh so he says no no i apologize like i'm taking english in college and i'm not very good at it and i don't i don't know how to pronounce these stops i've been working on it and i'm afraid to say them and so i was like oh well that's okay so he takes me back to the train and, and then I get to ride up in the, in the engine area with him. 
all the way back. He takes me a five-year-old. Exactly, exactly. So, do you want to ride up front with uh, the big trains? Would you like to ring the bell? <laughs> yep. So, yeah, and I did. American, American, ring the bell. So it's funny. I'm thinking this guy's pretty smart. He's very for- forgiving. He's very nice. And then he asked me the question. He says, "So, what part of England are you from?" And I was like, "Oh." You're not actually that smart. Yeah. The big part. Yeah. That's, the big part. That's that do, part. Yeah. So do you like gladiator movies? Yeah. Exactly. I'm from so, the part that kicked England's ass in 1776, asshole. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, nothing like that. That's when I. That's when I had to tell him that I was from uh, Winnipeg. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that was the scariest moment traveling for sure. Steve, you have anything? You have anything that's ever happened it must to you? Be nice to be able to go to a different country. Um, never done that. Uh, as much uh, richy rich <laughs> crap you guys sling my way, I seem to be tethered to this country. Um, I uh, I did have a, a a moment where I I definitely saw some crime happen a couple of blocks down from me when I was in Washington D.C. Um, the summer before my senior year of high school, I saw some stuff go down that looked very exciting and was very loud. And um, there's a lot of running and somebody keeling over and it, it and uh, I immediately with a couple of people that I was with, we went down the side street and popped into the Safeway we were looking for. And uh, as we were checking out, we told the guy at the register, he says, oh, yeah. That that's happening all the time. <laughs> you're, and, you're in DC. Yeah. And um he's like, uh, don't go that way. <laughs> yeah. Don't go where yeah. that happened. Yeah. Oh, because that's where it's gonna happen again. <laughs> yeah, right? that's uh you know? yeah, okay. that's uh um but really no. Um I haven't. I was thinking about your situation with with that person setting you up for a thing and I, I, I think I would get really excited, like, this is it. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. Here we go. Let's do this thing. Just throw your bag down and like, let's go. Just like get like like start like visibly start stretching out and like limbering up. Yeah, this this was not in my what we'll call fit days, so I was not gonna intimidate anybody uh with my bowl haircut and, and extra eighty pounds. This was not a I was not an intimidating American. You guys uh you guys think you're gonna think you're gonna fight a little bit, of Uncle Sam here? That, that what's that what's gonna go down here? And yeah. uh, let's uh, yeah. let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. So two two other really quick things I wanted to cover. Uh, one is that so when I I I travel out of overseas, uh, I'm gone until the following wednesday ish and then i come back into town and my wife and i immediately pack up and we head to downtown seattle and we're both getting some pretty major tattoo work done facials oh Uh, i thought it was gonna be something else that's uncalled for so uh just the only tattoos that we have i have two and she has one we got them when we were very young we have one tattoo story of when we went on our honeymoon Tracy, to your Disneyland story, we we went on our honeymoon in Disneyland, only we went to Anaheim. And one of the things we did was we went to Knott's Berry Farm, which we've covered on the show. It was a piece of shit, and I never went back again because of how bad it was. But while we were at Knott's Berry Farm, we had such a bad time there that we had, like, it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We're like, let's just see if there's any tattoo shops around here. And this was pre, like, nice cell phone smartphones or anything like that. So we literally just started walking in a direction walked up the street and sure enough we found a tattoo shop we walked in we're totally stupid young because we and don't know the first thing about tattoos we're just a couple of country bumpkins so we do what you're not supposed to do we start looking on the wall for what we're gonna like through the little foldy if you've ever been in like a or seen like posters on display for sale they have them in these big like fan things where you can like rotate one and then you rotate the next one you can just sort of look through them all and it's just covered with tattoos so we each picked out a tattoo and i don't even remember what they were but i'm sure it was something stupid like tweety bird and something like i don't remember but the guy was very friendly and he came out and he said well i gotta get i set some templates up you know i'm gonna basically go back photocopy a few things i'll get the templates all ready to go and then we'll get started 
and we had <laughs> we had sheer panic. We're like, these are gonna hurt. We don't know if this is what we want. So while he was in the back doing his thing, we just ran. We just left. We we and walked away as fast as we could. And just went back and got a taxi and took off and went back to the hotel. So that's... But you told him you were Canadian though, right? That was our first brush with tattoos. And then a few years later, not much better, we went to a place that's, that was down um, down in Renton, Steve. Renton area, which it, for those listening who are not familiar with the Renton area, not the nicest area of Seattle. There are, of course, some nice parts, but it's not... There are also some really bad... And we went to a really bad part of Renton to this tattoo shop that's not even there anymore. The guy was a complete dick to us, but we we did we we just assumed this is how tattoo people are. They're just jerks to you, and so we got we both got tattoos from him. They look like tattoos that we didn't pay a lot of money for because we didn't pay a lot of money for them, and that's where it stopped. Like most people are like, "Well, I get addicted to tattoos. Once you get one, you got to get more." And we were kind of like, "Nope, we got these, and they're not very good, and that kind of ruined our experience." And the guy was a dick, so we're not doing it anymore. So, smash cut to. 2022 we're gonna be back in the tattoo chair and we're getting some pretty substantial work done my my wife is gonna have a pretty large one that covers most of her upper back and i'm gonna have one that covers most of my upper right arm uh the guy who is the tattoo artist this time we vetted him as far as like looking through all of his stuff he's won lots of awards so this isn't just walk in and pick something off a wall but there is a little bit of scariness as far as i'm concerned because is he down on uh, third and pike I did. He's very near the Space Needle. Okay. Uh, I did tell him, I really like your art. I'm past the point in my life of needi needing a tattoo to have like significant meaning to me. I just want really cool art. And I left it up to him. So we're going to see what I get tattooed on me. I mean, I gave him some... We talked through like, you know, where I work and what I've done for a living. And he was writing lots of notes. He was writing copious notes. Mm -hmm. He actually has a really cool system. He uses an iPad and takes photos of your arms and stuff. And then actually starts sketching on them right there and taking notes and stuff. So it wasn't as though he just kind of flippantly asked me a few questions. And it was like, yeah, I'm going to here. Here's your bloody clowns on your arm or anything like that. It's not going to be like that. I think it is going to be something based on the things we discussed, but I don't know what it is. And so... That's going to be a little bit of the of uh, the roll of the dice. This is very interesting to me uh, because I've seen I've seen a lot of really incredible tattoos, and I've seen some uh, tattoos that have made me scratch my head until it bled. Um, and the one that I'm thinking of is um, this. Uh, young woman had on her on on her bicep area arm upper arm uh a tattoo of bob crane's face <laughs> from hogan's heroes right yeah and like big like like really big like mm -hmm. um like small coconut big or yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know big and like i'm like is that Bob Crane on your arm forever? <laughs> yeah. Because so was I'm, he like wearing Hogan's uh, hat? Yeah. Yes. Have, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Wear the hat. I will dig that picture out because it. I took it. I. I like. Would you mind if I take a picture of this because this is absolutely fascinating. Yeah. And she, oh, I love Bob Crane. I love. It. And I'm like, you are 20 years old in 2013. Yeah. Why do you have this tattoo? Well, this this raises a good question. What pre nineteen seventies TV star would you have tattooed <laughs> on your on your body? Because um, oh, I have some thoughts. Um, I would have um on I I would have on my forearms. I would have Ozzy on my left and Harriet on my right. Oh, their, very good. Their pictures right there. Uh, I take, I, I'm gonna, I, I have to correct you on this, Steve. You have to get Ozzy on your right and Harriet on your left. Cause when I'm looking at you, I'm going to read left to right Ozzy and Harriet. And if right. you're looking at me and you've got Harriet on your right, then I'm going to read Harriet and Ozzy. Well, agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the kind of, um, that's the kind of error that makes, um, a good tattoo 
a bad tattoo. Yeah. So it, we may we may have talked about it already, but follow Sucky Tattoos on Instagram. <laughs> that account is great. They are real <laughs> awful tattoos that people have gotten. But yeah, Tracy, you have you have at least one, correct? No, I have I have none. I no, I I I have a lot of like pretty large scars on my body, which I've wanted to possibly consider cover up um or you know embellish yep. or something and so uh and so i it could be actually in the next maybe three to five years that's something i could envision in my life but up to now no got it okay and steve i know you don't have one you'll never get one i i mean I prefer branding yeah <laughs> yeah uh the thing is too and i had this experience once before uh in a tattoo slash piercing shop so Here's the other thing about me. Listen, I went through this phase in the 90s. We all went through this where, well, not all of us, but the dumb ones of us did, where we did stupid shit that we saw in all the Limp Bizkit videos. And that included frosting my tips of my hair, not of other things, frosting the tips and getting an eyebrow piercing. I had an eyebrow piercing because everybody in the 90s had an eyebrow piercing. And it got infected and it never worked out. I, I tried to keep it clean for... I gave it the college try and went like two months and it would just fill up with pus. And it was funny. You came into work one time with a, like a band aid on it and yeah. asked you what was going on. You said you're, you were asleep and you woke up to your dog pulling yeah. on it with his teeth. Yeah. And yeah, mm. yep, that was my little dachshund that was yanking on it. And so, uh, but the experience that I had when I went to get that piercing, my wife got her navel pierced at the same time. And the guy, she goes first because ladies first, she always goes first. She gets her navel pierced. The guy doesn't say anything. He just says, you know, that you, it's it's going to hurt a little bit. I'm going to, here's the needle I'm going to use. She sits there. He does it. He And she's like, you know, of course she said, ow, but she was fine. He puts the little ball bearing thing through it and boom, she's done. Then he, I step up and I think I look just fine. I don't, I, I'm not, I was nervous, but I don't, I wasn't like, oh my God, this is going to suck. I wasn't like, uh, uh, uh. Anaheim panicking of like we gotta get out of this shop I've had second thoughts but he said listen I need you to sit down because you look incredibly nervous and if you fall I'm not gonna be able to catch you so why don't you have a seat and we'll do this with you seated never said anything to my wife about hey why don't you sit down or anything like that she just stood in front of him and he pierced her navel and so we go to get our tattoo consultation from this guy who we're getting tattooed from and he said, um, he said to my wife, you know, well, I work really fast. I've done this for a long time. And his work is incredible. It's really nice. And I believe him when he says he works very fast. So he says, you know, we'll, we'll just, I'll just knock yours out in one sitting. It'll, you know, it's going to take four to six hours, but still, I think one sitting will be fine. So then he gets to me and I said, uh, how long do you think mine will take? And he said, uh, probably eight hours. I was like, okay. And he said, um, but we might have to break yours up a little bit, you know, over like two or possibly three sessions. And I said, oh, is that because of like color and stuff? And he said, no, I'm just, don't take this the wrong way. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure you're going to be able to take it all in one sitting. And I said, well, it's only two more hours than her. And he said, I know. And said nothing else. He said, I know. And and my wife loudly, because she was messing with me, my wife leaned over and loudly whispered, he doesn't think you have the pain threshold that I have. And I said, Dave. oh, God, I said, he's he's absolutely right. I don't. So mine's going to I'm going to be the the baby pants, as Tracy's kids would call me, that has to break this up over two or right. three sessions, apparently, while my wife just powers through eating a protein bar and watching judge judy while the guy tattoos her entire back so go ahead Steve. Um, so dave i this is not your fault um this is a this is an expression or um or uh shall i say sliding scale of impressions that you get on your face when uh when something stressful happens you have a um you have a look that is telegraphed. Um, I don't have a good poker face. Not for thing, not for um, not for pain. Um, when you get a little bit nervous, you you have a look that is um, 
where where you can tell that inside your brain you are definitely thinking that you're pulling it off but your face doesn't pull it off and and this is the only thing that this really that 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 but i have seen that look on your face in in several instances um it's not a face of cowardice it's a face of um terror um yeah uh for foreboding uh doom right more than more than like like you've accepted that um that now might be the end um and your face is totally tell like i wish i could capture it like we need to go someplace where you're threatened and then um and i'll take a picture of it well it looks well, like we're headed to annecy <laughs> yeah, absolutely but, yeah don't take it the wrong way but bo- both of those cats were av- they, anybody would have seen it it's yeah. not they, they, yeah but the, yeah. dave you have a ton of stories just like this and i remember one time you took your son to a just the park to play at the playground and he was young and you weren't really like you're saying like oh i was just you know watching him or anything like that and and so this woman had come up to you and and she said, Oh, wow. I can see you're a first time parent. Yeah. And you're like, what? And you're like, and you said, I wasn't being a helicopter parent. I wasn't doing anything, but there's something about you that people, not necessarily me, but people can read right away. And you guys know this. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not over exaggerating. I'm relative. I didn't used to be, but I'm relatively in shape now. I'm a bigger guy just naturally. I'm six foot five. And, and this tattoo artist is, if I had to guess, I'd say five, 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 six, really slender. He's, he's seemed like he was very fit. He was very wiry, but I wouldn't call him muscular or anything like that. It probably is intimidating to think like, Hey, there's this big guy, like in the case of the piercer who could potentially fall on me. Like I, I, but it's just, it wouldn't have been so bad if my wife wasn't there for a second time in a tattoo shop while the guy basically said, like, she's fine. I'm worried about you. Do you think she, she called ahead? Yeah. Right. It's, it's very yeah, important right. to yeah. me that you just marginally embarrass my husband. Yeah. You two have been together so long. She absolutely knows what that person is talking about. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. And Dave, where does a badge of honor that you are a genuine person that puts up no you know, facade, right? There's no, um, I mean, you, well, apparently I don't, I've been trying, but apparently I do not put up. I thought I had a hell of a, I thought I had a universal studios lot tour style facade built and nope, nothing. (laughs) Hey Steve, what'd you get up to last week? So, uh, interesting, um, uh, interesting story of the week is me going to the dentist for the first time ever. Um, since since before uh covid oh um so it, it had been a while but um we had meant to get to the dentist before covid and it had been a while so it had been a while sure. since i had had my teeth cleaned so i thought i was doing a pretty good job of keeping things you know clean in there brushing flossing the, all those kinds of things um but it was <laughs> It was a bit of a job for the hygienist. Now, my dentist is down in Renton because we met this dentist a long time ago and we have gone to nobody else um, since coming back from, uh, I mean, this is, this is the dentist that I've gone to for 20 years now. So um, I, they're changing their dentistry to something else. They're like phasing out their general dentistry, but they, they're still allowing us to go in for cleanings. They soon will not be doing that in the next couple of years. They won't be doing that at all. But anyway, they, they saw me, they're asking me questions. They're, you know, we're, we're, you know, striking up our, our old friendships and, and, um, and I apologize immediately because they, I'm like, I don't know what it looks like in there. I've, I've, I've tried to keep it up and they're like, okay, well, we'll just, we'll work with it. It's not going to be that bad. There was, there was a lot of heavy lifting going on. Like at the end I said, I, uh, I feel like there's a lot more room in my mouth. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not like, Oh, my teeth feel cleaner. It's like, Hey, I can put more in my mouth now. Um, wow. That's the kind of, that's the kind of, um, it's like having your car detailed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and they find and a sandwich I'm, under the seat. I'm a like, hoarder. Where did that come from? So, yeah. I'm a car hoarder. And then that's the detailing. So, um, I said, as I'm leaving, I'm like, you might want to ice that shoulder, um, yeah. afterwards. Cause yeah. they, they had to really, she really had to, she really had to work that, um, that pick. Um, I watched two Rick Steves, uh, travel shows while she was doing that. And, um, she, at first she was trying to chit chat with me a little bit. And, um, then I could tell she was getting a little tired Yeah, and it gone on a little longer than it, that it should she's, have. She's so, winded. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> she, she didn't tag anybody else in like, Hey, can somebody else come in yeah. here and work on the bottoms? Yeah. Um, you know, like n- nothing like that, but, but I did genuinely appreciate it. My mouth feels like there's more room in there and, wow. you know, very, very clean, no cavities. I'll just say that right now. And, Sweet. uh, no other BS going on in my mouth. Um, so uh, I, I guess it was a protective layer of tartar. I am really at the point in my life where I'm just waiting for the goddamn teeth to fall out. I'm waiting for old age so I can lose my teeth and just get some dentures because I'm tired of dealing with my teeth. They're more pain than they're worth. Have you seen, I mean, but dentures, like everybody on TV that has dentures, you're like, they have dentures because they all look the freaking same. Like you, you, like the guy that plays Boba Fett, um, his dentures match um, the uh, the weatherman from from King Five or yeah, whoever. Yeah. Um, and you know, and the dentures that my grandmother had. Like I'm like, hey, those are, you know, I that's not, those aren't the teeth of of um, the most notorious uh, bounty hunter in all of Star Wars land. I always uh, feel the same way about veneers, and I don't know, I don't know how veneers work, but even the really wealthy people. And a great example of this that I've noticed and and you'll probably notice from now on is Terry Crews. If you look at Terry Crews' top teeth, they're beautiful, white, perfectly straight. His bottom teeth, and his bottom teeth are probably in better shape than my teeth. I'm not throwing shade on the guy. I'm saying his bottom teeth are much more yellow. They're crooked. And they don't, like, when you see him smile, he smiles in a way you only see his upper teeth. But when he speaks, you can see his lower teeth. And it's this way for a lot of celebrities. You'll see that they've done the veneers on the top, but not on the bottom. And I don't know if it's just a thing where it messes up the speech or something. Like, it, it causes you to to talk, and it, so they, they worry about it. But that seems to be the norm. And, yeah. Steve, to your point, they get those veneers on the top, and they get the most pristine, pearly white, glowing veneers you've ever seen in your life. So that you immediately go, well, those are veneers. Like, right. I, yeah. And and now Clive Owen can't get a job anymore. <laughs> right? Because he, he's got a there's yeah, nothing a special anymore. Freaking horse teeth. He looks like Mr. Ed down there. <laughs> That's why he can't get work anymore. Well, <laughs> I, I don't I mean he, he he was getting work left and right, and then all of a sudden I see him in one thing with these giant teeth and nobody's high, no nobody's <laughs> giving him any work. And he can't get any voiceover work because he's got to talk through those giant teeth. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't have it, right? Nobody's gonna get this reference, but the singer of Tesla. I think. Uh, listen, I don't. I don't have anything to back this up, but I think the singer of Tesla got into a little meth at a certain point and sort of rotted some teeth. And so, when he got clean, and you can tell he's clean now, he's very lucid and and well spoken. But when he got clean, he went and got brand new teeth, and it is. He looks like Ross in that episode of Friends. Right, he, when he when his uh, teeth were too, too white. Yeah, he yeah. does the teeth whitening and then they glow in the dark. Like, they are that level of just like, and to Steve's point, they don't fit his head. Like, he, he said, can I just get some teeth that belong to a saber-toothed tiger at some point and you can put those in? <laughs> like, they're so big. And I don't, so, Steve, to, the, to that point, maybe you've walked me back a little bit off the ledge as far as I'm ready to get dentures. I'm just saying, like, Teeth are such a pain in the ass. No, just go get some secondhand teeth. Don't, right? I mean, yeah. you know, like get yeah. some, go to like an estate sale and see if there are any like leftover teeth and then just mix and match, you know, put, get, get some, you know, get some style in there of your own, you know, some, 
some of your own, some of your own, you know, I don't know what it is. Shabby chic teeth. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that that grossed me out more than anything I've ever seen. And then we'll get back to you. If you have anything else and move on, this will be quick, but my son uh, was in a lacrosse tournament. Once we had to drive to get there. We drove a long way and it was on like a Sunday in this little small sleepy town. So it's not like there's a, a big five sporting goods or anything like that close by. We get all the way there, drove hours to get there. He forgot his helmet and he forgot his mouth guard. Fortunately, one of the parents that we knew from, previous experience lived in that town she's like i got a mouth or i got a helmet i'll go get it it's an older helmet but it'll work for this this game he needs to play so we're like that's great but one of the rules of lacrosse is you have to have a mouth guard you cannot play without a mouth guard so one of his teammates was like i have a i have a spare mouth guard you can have it and sebastian's like this is great he goes over and gets it and it's a pre-worn mouth guard it is it's got the teeth it's all formed to yeah the it's teeth got the teeth the, molded yeah. into it and everything and he looked at me like do i have to and i just i said buddy you either wear that or you don't play like we don't have any other we don't have another option so i'm gonna leave it up to you and he it was one of those like almost like uh there's a i forget which Amer american pie seven i forget which one it was where the stifler has to eat like a piece of poop that they think is chocolate and he doesn't want to ruin the fact that that it's got the wedding ring in it anyway stupid but he has to like slowly force this thing into his mouth while smiling that's what my kid he had the same facial expression as he like put this mouth guard into his mouth and then wore it the rest of the time and then immediately while he was playing the game towards the end, my wife went and got mouthwash from the little secondhand store right up the street and brought that back to him so he could gargle with the mouthwash and spit it out. So uh, anyway, that just made me think of that. Steve, anything else from you? Nope. All right. Tracy, what'd you do last week? Oh, good Lord. Nothing. I was, I was yeah. just uh, absolutely just fascinated by listening to this. So no, I've been just working a lot. I have a, uh, this uh, coming up this weekend and early next week, I am at a conference, like an in-person conference. And that is the first kind of yeah. uh, post pandemic kind of thing. And so, um, it's, it's one of those things where I was presenting on multiple days. And so my company was said, you know, Hey, if you're just presenting on one day, you can just show up and go. Yep. And they're like, well, but you can't because you're and I'm like, OK, well, I'll be there for the whole conference. And they're like, yeah, and because this is a hybrid concert uh, conference and there's a lot of like remote attendees, too. So it's about 50 50. Um, they're like, yeah, we're going to need you to moderate some sessions, sessions oh. that your teammates would normally be moderating. Oh. But you'll be doing that. So there are eight sessions in this conference of which I am directly involved in seven of them. Um, so yeah. that, that has changed like what my weekend's going to look like in terms of getting ready for it. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it, but because of the amount of work involved with it, I'm not, it's, it's what, it's a bittersweet kind of thing. So you are looking for, cause you said, I'm looking forward to it. I was just about yeah. to say like the conferences, like I work in an industry that's a fun industry. I make video games. Yeah conferences still suck for me i hate going where you sit in the little circle the little at the little circle tables everybody's got their little cup of water you're watching a presentation given on the screen people are wearing ill-fitting suits whether it's you or somebody who's got to present they've got their ill-fitting i only wear these when i have to do these stupid conferences clothes everybody's kind of uncomfortable and no matter what the subject matter is i find it painfully boring yeah, I don't like um, people pitching things. And it's one of the things that um, for sure, like I can't listen to talk. If I get the first flight out on a um, out of, you know, Seattle, it's usually filled with a lot of like I'll do I'll be in business class or whatever. And so there are a lot of people talking shop around me. I can't listen to that. It actually I the 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 things that people will say it actually turns my stomach to think about this guy's <laughs> like well yeah we told them to uh change their uh invoicing uh for this but you know they wouldn't do it so you know you can you know you can tell they won't do it so i i you know we're just doing the best we can i'm <laughs> shut up shut up nobody you work with wants to hear this i don't want to hear it and they're just we'll just drone on endlessly about it so that's where i you know i'm just 
put on my headphones. Steve doesn't even want to hear you telling about not wanting to hear about it. He's actually tuned out of you telling the story of not wanting to hear about it. Yeah, and they're always questions. I was trying to remember. I was trying to remember a story about the same kind of thing that I had to deal with. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, but go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just saying like (laughs) people who. People who are pushing, talking about their widgets, yeah, you know, yeah. moving their wid- widget, designing their widget, selling their widget. I don't want to hear about it. I don't care. Go, go ahead, Steve. I have, uh, I, I, I have the same aversion. Um, so when somebody starts to talk to me about that, I hit them back with something twice as boring, um, and I, and I will make up. I will, I will craft a tale that is, un, I mean, that is uh, un, unbelievably detailed, um, yet they, they, they will buy it. They will eat it up. And uh, because I'll throw in like some stuff that makes me look terrible or um, something that, you know, just to make it more believable. Yeah. And, and then at the end, um, I will say something and, and that is where JP Morgan got his idea for and then um, they'll be like i can't believe it i said you shouldn't none of it's right no i I made all of that up and then they'll be like what are you kidding me i said well you know i'll i mean figured we had the time (laughs) you know you know it did prevent them from telling me you know you know how their barbecue works with specific you know in like yep here we go what conference are you at the barbecuers conference no no this was this was sitting next to a guy on a plane wanting to talk shop and and i yeah um i did um i did take a guy that was that was talking a lot about I, i i don't know um he he ended up asking a question. It's like, I wonder where marshmallows come from. And I made up this, I'm, I made up an entire like backstory for where marshmallows come from. As we're all standing around this campfire, I tell this 10, 15 minute story. And then he's like, wow, that's unbelievable. And that's exactly what I want to hear it, hear him say, <laughs> because I'm like, well then don't, because it's not true. None of it. And then they, and they'll be like, what? <laughs> it's uh it's uh it's 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 and tracy you could do this i mm-hmm. i think you could do this um yeah but have, I, have to, I have to battle violence or fiction like there's there's a there's an inner uh dialogue going on that i'm just uh and the first flight you, out i just can't do it it'll it'll keep you entertained right oh yeah you yeah. know and that's and that's really i think we would all agree is what what matters yeah Exactly. We're going to keep you entertained listening at home by taking a break and coming back hard with a minute and headlines right after this. Howdy, folks. This here is Tiny Tex Thompson, owner of Tiny Tex Thompson's Texas Tiny Houses. By now, you've probably heard of this tiny house craze that everyone's been talking about. And you've also no doubt heard that everything is bigger here in Texas. That's why Tiny Tex Thompson's Texas Tiny Houses only carry the biggest tiny houses you'll find on the market today. They're Texas size. Now you might be saying to yourself, well, heck Tex, I don't want to poop in no compost bucket hanging from the side of a refrigerator. This tiny house life just ain't for me. Well, partner, that's where our Texas sized tiny houses come in. Don't want to poop in a bucket? Great. Our tiny houses have two to three spacious bathrooms each with their own functioning toilets, bathtubs, and showers. But Tex, I don't want to sleep in no loft above my kitchen. Me either, buddy. Which is why Texas tiny houses feature master suites that measure close to 300 square feet, and bedrooms for each of your little buckaroos measuring out to just over 150 square feet. You want a two-car garage in your tiny house? Done. You want a large dining room that can host Texas-sized parties at your new tiny house? We got those too. My guarantee to you is that you won't find a bigger tiny house on the market. Or my name ain't Tiny Tex Thompson. Excuse me, Mr. Thompson? Why, yes sir, how can I help you? 
Well, these aren't tiny houses at all. They're just, well, houses. So come on down to Tiny Tex Thompson's Texas Tiny Houses off of Woodbury Drive north of Highway 99, where the only thing bigger than our tiny houses is the smile you'll leave with on your face. Hey, darling, I'm going to need some help getting this body out of here. The astrological signs associated with famous and infamous people in the history of the world is a fascinating subject. Now, whether or not you actually believe in this, the internet still affords us several lists of such luminaries and gives us an understanding of which signs have dominant characteristics that have led to many actions that have shaped the world. Lists such as billionaires, leading actors, and serial killers are among the most popular, but what about the major killers? You know, those ruthless dictators that even as recent as this century have been responsible for killing millions? Who tops that list? Well, it's Taurus that ranks at the top of that list of the world's most ruthless dictators. And the most infamous? Well, it's Hitler, of course. This has been Tracy's killing just a handful of people seems almost cute now, doesn't it? Minute. <laughs> wow! Did you just spike the football on Dave's face? Like, right, at, right in the face. In the face. Yeah, I, 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 he was a little Hitlered there. Well, don't, wow. that's not a term we can use. <laughs> you can, you can. You can kill. You can you may kill have to bleep that people. out so that uh, Spotify or <laughs> Apple Music or or the, the three people. people on Amazon Music that li that listen to our podcast. Oh, uh, may hey. not to. Huh? We're running low on time. Let's find out what Tracy has in the headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza. It's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Our first story, a new job with a Britain plant-based company actually stinks. Literally, a plant-based pet food company, Omni, is offering to pay dog owners more than $6,000 to smell their pet's poop for two months. Participating pet owners have to be willing to change their canine to a plant-based diet and keep track about how the switch affects their pet's poop. The offer is only available to uh, pet owners over the age of 18 with dogs who aren't actually on a plant-based diet but are open to switching. The dog owners chosen by Omni for the role will have to take detailed notes about how a plant-based diet changes their pooch's poop and overall health. I got to okay, assume I'm, it will help, right? Because protein tends to be the thing that makes your poop stink real bad, right? I mean, I know there's yeah. other things, but but it, the protein is what really like, what really gives you the the stinky poops, right? I I uh, I I guess it depends on what what one believes is stinky. <laughs> over you know what one odor is stinkier than another odor, I guess. This, that's going to be a great drop for next week. Um, yeah, I don't know that there's a, there there are lots of just you run into as a as a parent and an adult and someone who's lived on the planet for a while you you run into poop yeah uh, uh, several times in your life. Dog poop is a special kind of terrible, and so um, I don't know that that kind of money would be worth it for me to to do that. One of my dogs would be like his resume would be perfect for this for this gig but i don't want to have to smell it because he is like he is built for this job like he will poop like three four times a day you know and he'll he will he won't do it on command but he 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 does it you know in a timely manner and and you know exactly where where he's gonna go I just, so he, I just don't want to be the pretentious one that has to explain to people that my dog's a vegetarian because that's like, that's the epitome of Seattle. Like, you drive your Subaru, your dog's a vegetarian, 
you listen to. How him. often does that come up in 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 conversation? Uh, here's exactly how often it comes up in conversation. If you have a vegetarian dog, every time you open your goddamn mouth is when it comes yes. up in conversation. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's like it's the CrossFit of pet ownership. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a he's a mixed breed, but he's uh he's a vegetarian. Yeah, we've got him on this strict vegetarian diet. It's really helping with his poop scent. Yeah. Okay, I, I hear it now. Yeah. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's, that's it's, so. right, it's right there. By the, the way, uh, I can't get my hair wet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's a very Puget sound. Uh, I order my uh, my dog's food from uh, England. Do you really? No, that's what oh, this... <laughs> you were... yeah. See, this is, how, this is how far you've gone off the rails, though, Steve, with your she-she dinners and all this shit. Is We don't <laughs> know when you're doing We were just character... on a plane with him, and he was telling us about the uh, this uh, English dog food, then we were, oh, and we were just all bought into it. You know, Dave, Dave might... I might have Dave bring some back with him after he picks up his Jimbo <laughs> Billy Bob diecast set oh, yeah. truck when he's over there in the UK. Yeah. But uh, I... I'm I'm not allowed to leave the country for some reason. It, money is the reason. Our second story: a U.S. House candidate <laughs> in Oklahoma has apologized after reports that she became intoxicated at a Valentine's Day weekend sleepover for middle school-aged girls, and apparently berated several of the children, uh, and eventually vomited into a hamper. Abby Broyles, 32, told a local television station that she had an adverse reaction to drinking wine and taking sleep medication that was given to her by a friend. <laughs> this was Ambien. This was she got hopped up on Ambien and started yelling at some girls. Oh God, yeah, she's biting that's... into everybody's soap. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of helping me sleep, I hallucinated. Broyles told the station in a televised interview and i don't remember anything until i woke up and came to and i was throwing up in a clothes hamper she said she was invited to a slumber party by a good friend from law school who was the mother of one of the girls and parents and at least one of the girls who were at the sleepover told another news outlet which uh, first reported the story that Broyles used profanity berated the girls who were 12 and 13 years old at the party commenting on one girl's acne when you, that's terrible. Uh, when your uh, uh, drunken, um, wine-fueled tirade ends up on the news, and it's not just one news station, it's a, like there's competing news stories with, con with competing points of view on how your, how your drunken tirade went. Um, whether it was one glass of wine that mixed with the sleeping pill or not, you need to go into a 12-step program for just whatever. It could be the first night you've ever had a drink that if it makes the news, you need you need to go to rehab. Yeah, yeah that's a, <laughs> if you make the news and something, there's definitely an indication there's a problem. So the Dave and Steve Show News Desk did some research on this adverse reaction, uh, which goes by the scientific name of being hammered. Right. When you, right? When you guys have kids over... Uh, like friends of your kids come over to for a sleepover or whatever. What what's the demeanor you strike with them, Steve? I I think I can answer for you, and I can answer for you because I think you're probably a lot like me. You love cracking jokes. You love giving the kids a hard time, but in a fun loving way. Uh, like you know, I'll, I, my daughter will have some friend over, and I'll I'll you know I've gone so far as to I made sandwiches, and we had my wife. I mean, my wife's a neat freak, so she cleans things like ridiculously well. And so I put my daughter's sandwich on a plate and then I put her friend's sandwich in a clean dog bowl that my wife had cleaned. And I put those both in front of them. They got a big laugh out of it. I said, oh, is this not is this not what you normally eat out of? I pulled it back, put it on a plate. Everybody, ah, you're so funny. Like, I'm that one that tries to crack jokes with with kids a lot and goof around with them, do magic tricks, all that kind of stuff. Steve, I assume you're an entertainer to kids as well. When, when uh, maybe not so much anymore now that Zach's a little bit older, but when Zach was a little bit younger, were, was that your mo as well? Well, I, I draw the line at magic, uh, but uh, I yeah, there's there's a little. There, I mean, I I'm friendly. I want to be approachable, and if um, if they have like a, they have something that they need or want, they don't feel like they can't ask. 
Um, I really try to be gracious, but, um, uh, but I do, but I am, you know, fun loving and, and want to joke around, but I, I, I really try not to embarrass my kid by throwing out, you know, dated references like, Hey, how, how's that, uh, how's that my chemical romance out there? You know, is that what you sure, kids are listening sure. to right now? None of that noise. Yeah. Um, you guys want some hamburgers? Where's the beef, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. Um, but I do like, we like to cook and stuff and, and, um, make the kids different things. So it's, once you're handing them like all kinds of food there, they, they warm up to you pretty, uh, pretty quickly, but, yeah, um, yeah. very rarely am I ever, uh, hammered and yelling at them. Oh, that's not what I expected. Tracy, I, you tell me if I'm wrong here, you seem like you would be the respectful to the kids. Like definitely not, no, I wouldn't necessarily say warm though. I would say more of you take on the, the disciplinarian role of being a little more stern well what i do i mean usually my deal is like a lot of things i pave the way for things so that like they know like kind of like what the boundaries are like so and i give i give them a lot of um a lot of grace on that but i mean also thankfully like all my kids friends are like really good they're better than my friends um <laughs> Yeah, right. But uh, no, but I mean, it's like uh, I usually like I just anticipate needs and just get that. So they just don't have to worry about like the awkwardness of being in someone else's house. So yeah. it's just yeah. kind of like that. And then when if everything's going well, I just disappear into the uh, uh, into the dark corner and then just cry quietly. I've told you guys Hawaiian punch condoms. <laughs> I've told. Wow. I've told you guys before, like I. If there, if I encounter an adult who doesn't laugh at me or doesn't seem warm to me, that's a challenge. And I double down on trying to crack jokes, trying to figure out, trying to find things that we have in common, trying to find some kind of common ground so that eventually I can get them to warm up to me. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I'm the same way with kids when they come over. When, when my kids' friends come over and I crack a joke and I don't get any kind of laugh or I get these sort of shy, like... I don't, I don't know if that's a joke or not kind of thing. That just makes me want to do it more until I can get them won over and have them laughing along with my kids at the same stupid stuff that I say to them. And so now I'm fortunate enough that my kids have had their sort of friends for long enough now that the friends that come over are very used to Mr. Johnson and the jokes that he makes. That sounded weird. That sounded really weird. But, but uh, my... <laughs> My hey, how many of you kids are used to Mr. Johnson? <laughs> That's why I haven't called me Dave. Uh, but I, I make sure that they... <laughs> that one broke Tracy. Step up to the mic. Here's oh, gosh. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. How many of you kids want to see a puppet show? <laughs> maybe, maybe we should move on, Tracy. Our third story on February 23rd, the Canadian Space Agency tweeted a satellite view of Cape Breton Highlands in Nova Scotia, which hopes of wowing viewers with the region's incredible geological variety and history. But the only thing that the internet seemed to notice was how much Nova Scotia looked like a cat. The CSA acknowledged the observation with a follow-up post on Twitter. So apparently quite a few, few of you only see a cat in the satellite image. <laughs> so if you, if you look at that, uh, just Cape Breton Highlands, Nova Scotia, Canadian space agency, which by the way, this week I learned that there's a Canadian space agency. Um, they're probably Americans, but they're afraid that like, uh, extraterrestrials will be rude to them. So they just say they're Canadian. <laughs> Eight people they meet at a uh, at a Tim Hortons, um, and they they discuss space and they talk about uh, how to get there. Man, I got to tell you, I'm not seeing a. I mean, I guess maybe I see a cat. It kind of looks like a little cat paw, but I I'm not. I'm I've done the search. I'm looking. Somebody even actually like posted a picture of a cat like lying down with its paw outstretched, kind of in the same shape. I guess maybe, but it's that's that's a hell of a stretch to me. Uh, I saw a cat. Did I you don't really? Know what it is? Yeah, I did. I saw a cat immediately. But is it is it black and blue or is it gold and white? 
That that I'm that I'm unsure of. Uh, I was going to do some fact fact checking on that. Maybe this is one of those old like old school 3D posters you got to stare at for long enough and then it oh yeah into... yeah yeah then the big cube comes yeah, out of it yeah exactly is it a rabbit or is it a lady buying socks i never got That's... one of those to work for me by the way not one i stared at them people would say well focus on it but don't really focus on anything like let your yeah, eyes sort of get lazy a little bit and all and, and i would stare at them and i would just it, it i never yeah. every once in a while like something would start to form i'd see like a shape start to pull out like oh that's the front of the the car like and then as soon as and my brain was like be. yeah exactly as soon as my yeah. brain would do the math and say like you're starting to see it then it would just shut down and i i would lose it completely so it's weird though like when it finally lifts off the page you can't unsee it right and it is uh it is remarkable and it's uh it's yeah you but you do stare at it for 15 20 minutes thinking this this is this is stupid somebody's messing with me yeah yeah so i also want to let you guys know that the uh uh, nova scotia is uh, latin for new scotland and that's the news fellas (laughs) wonderful i'm off for the next two weeks you don't have to hear my voice for two more weeks after listening to this Stephen Tracy, you're going to be holding down the fort again. Once again, I want to say big name celebrity guests coming on the show contest for money that you can win at home. You don't really have to do anything at all. They'll just as long as you tune in and listen, you've you've got a chance of winning money. And we're talking big money. They've got Mm -hmm. all sorts of things planned. So make sure you tune in to listen, because there are going to be things done on the show that have never been done before. They're pulling out all the stops to cover for me, me while I'm gone. And I do appreciate it. Steve, yeah, anything else? Oh, deal. sorry. I stepped on you, Tracy. I no, it's going to be a big deal. Really big deal. Steve, anything else from you? Nothing good. Tracy, anything else from you? Well, I'm uh, looking uh, looking forward to uh, to the conference and, uh, and frankly, uh, sleeping in a hotel. Yeah. That's, uh, that's going to be, yeah. that's going to be really, really cool. I can't wait. We've talked about that on this show. The, the, when you're traveling alone, and your kids aren't there, your family maybe I should say is not there because I include my wife yeah. in this, and you hear that that gentle click of the door behind you, and you know you're in that room completely alone, it's mm-hmm. magical. And all the bedding can be all the toilet paper you want and it doesn't matter. You just, you just make a little nest in the corner? Is that what happens? Yeah, then <laughs> break, break up. Well, you guys, I guess uh, the looks, you guys don't create. do that apparently. I, I, I got really confused. I, from what I can tell, Tracy just said he wipes his ass with the bedding on the bed. He said he, he makes the bedding into really toilet paper. That, but bundles, I did not, not say up that. all the toilet paper in the corner and yeah. takes a little nap. <laughs> all right. For Steve, for Tracy, for me, Dave, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show.